0: Welcome to Nude, where we strip back the layers of cultural conditioning, taboos, and shame around sex, intimacy, and relationships. I am so excited to share with you some of the knowledge and wisdom I've gained as a self-development enthusiast, exotic dancer, mother, dominatrix, and polyamorous lover. If you're open-minded and ready to hear some real juicy and vulnerable conversations with some epic and fascinating people, then stay tuned and let's get into it. Well, hello there, beautiful people. Welcome to my very first podcast episode. I really hope you enjoy hearing all the reasons why I love to be a stripper and I welcome feedback. So I look forward to hearing from you. Enjoy. 10 reasons why I love being a stripper. So first I want to say that I am 100% in support of sex work as a legitimate industry and a valid profession for any and all consenting adults to engage in. Some people wouldn't think that uh, being a stripper comes under the umbrella of sex work, but I consider all dancers, performers, full service sex workers very much my part of my community. And I first just want to say that that is my stance on this topic. So, of course, there are always going to be strip clubs that do exploit their employees and that are not nice places to work. Of course, this is also true in all industries. So I, going forward, can only ever speak from my own lived experience as a dancer here. New Zealand so I believe that to really enjoy your job as a stripper there are maybe two main prerequisites and first and foremost being knowing and loving yourself and having very clear boundaries so Mm. this is something you usually learn on the job Uh, But knowing and having clear boundaries and practicing the enforcement of those boundaries consistently, no matter what, will help you stay in integrity with yourself in this job and will just help make you feel safe doing this job when you know what your boundaries are and you know how to clearly state those boundaries and enforce them. So that's a really huge one. And this is one, of course, that you just learn as you go. Um, A lot of women do come into the the job very young. And so they'll be learning this on the job. But I think it's it's a great space if you're in a good club um, to learn how to set boundaries. And the second one is working in an awesome club. Like it's everything. When you're doing something as edgy and vulnerable as stripping, you know, you're getting fully naked on stage in many clubs, at least in my club, we get fully naked on stage. And then you're going into private spaces to give a lap dance. In my club, we get fully naked in the lap dance. So this is a very vulnerable space to be and you need to be working in an awesome club where you feel safe and where you feel supported by management. I feel really lucky to work in a club that is run essentially entirely by women which doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a safer club, of course. But in this case, I believe it really contributes to um, the girls and myself feeling safe and feeling like there's a sisterhood and an understanding of what it's like to do the job. Some of the management have also previously been exotic dancers in the club or elsewhere. And I think that that really helps... Um, them have a a better understanding of what it's like to be in our shoes as uh, exotic dancers. So definitely, I'd love to just talk about some of the things um, that make a really awesome strip club before I go into the 10 reasons that I love stripping. So one of the things that makes a really great strip club is having a, a good setup when it comes to sound, lights and the stage. I have been into clubs where there is practically no lighting, the music is very quiet and there's just no vibe and it feels kind of gross, feels a bit uncomfortable and when you're on stage, you know, you're a performer and you want to feel like a performer, you want to feel glamorous and sexy and I think the club I work in I really feel that the the stage is in a good position. It's higher above everybody else. Um, there's lots of smoke, lots of very fancy elaborate lighting. The music is loud, sometimes too loud. But um, overall, when you're on stage, you feel sexy and you feel glamorous. And this is huge. I would say one of the other things is, of course, like I mentioned before, good management, um, awesome bar staff, just generally your co-workers and management being supportive and having some empathy in understanding what you're doing. And this is a huge, a huge part of making an awesome club. And I feel overall We really have that in the club that I work in. Then something else I would say is lap dance rooms. So our club has a whole downstairs of around 10 lap dance rooms and then a whole upstairs of VIP lap dance rooms. And in both cases, upstairs and downstairs, the lap dance rooms are nice. They've got nice lighting. They've got air conditioning. There's music. Um... That you generally feel, particularly in VIP, you feel quite glamorous and it feels quite lush and indulgent. And this is how you want to feel when you're doing this job. You want to feel sexy. And I have briefly done a couple of shifts in some other clubs where the lap dance rooms are basically just boxes. One in particular was like a kind of a concrete room with a bench and a Bluetooth speaker, and I just could not do it, it was just so uncomfortable, and so unsexy, Um, this is not the sort of space that I want to do this job, yeah, so that those things really contribute a lot, and then um, having really clear rules that come from management like from the club on how customers are allowed to behave is a really huge one and then having the security the professional security guards to help enforce those rules in my club we have a no touching rule on the floor so in the main floor where the stage is no customers are allowed to touch us they're allowed to give us tips, maybe by putting that in our garter, but they are not allowed to grope, touch um, of any kind. Uh, the only thing that we do allow is we will give a motorboat, which is where we basically rub our boobs in their face. And that's only when they're tipping us with money in their mouth. Uh, and then, yeah, we will do that. But this is there's also consent happening there the customers first putting the money in their mouth that's giving you the opportunity and the time to decide whether you want to just take that money or whether you want to give them a motorboat um, and yeah so the, there's definitely some consent in there and this is a really important rule and the, the rule in our club of no touching on the floor is well enforced And I have always felt well supported by security and by management when customers have broken this rule. And this is really, really important. So, you know, no one wants to be just randomly groped. Um, There always needs to be uh, some consent involved. And that can't happen when customers just randomly walk by and grope us. And it does happen. And those customers get immediately reprimanded or kicked out. And this is really important for for us to feel safe and to enjoy. Uh, The other thing that our club has is a no phones rule. So you cannot have your phone out at all in the club. It has to stay in your pocket or in your bag. And anytime that a customer is seen with their phone out, no matter what they're doing on it, the security immediately will have a chat with them, remind them to put it away. And if they continue to get their phone out, they're kicked out. And this is a really important rule for our safety. You know, not all dancers are uh, out and open about what they do to everyone and they don't want to have recordings and photos of them taken without their consent in the club. And so this rule is super important and I feel it's really well supported by management and by security and really well enforced as a rule. So those two things, the no phone rule, the no touching um, that, that really helps us feel safe. And then, of course, the rules change a little when we go into lap dance rooms. Um, but this is, again, this is something where we're having the opportunity to explain to the customer what the rules are now. We have some freedom ourselves as individuals to decide what we're comfortable with as uh, as far as touching goes in a private dance. Um, But the no phone rule applies throughout the club. So these are just some of the prerequisites that I feel help you go in and even have a chance of enjoying the job because no doubt there are strip clubs that, you know, do not enforce rules that help the women feel safe. And then these places are not going to be fun and safe places to work. So, uh, yeah, let's get into the 10 reasons that I love being a stripper. Firstly, um, it's probably kind of a less obvious one and it's the contrast of the mum life and the slut life. So I'm a mum, I've got a five-year-old son and this this is not the sexiest job, frankly. Um, there's not a whole lot of sexiness in, you know, wiping shit off the toilet seat and making lunches every day and generally just keeping up with a five-year-old, you know, like it takes a lot of your energy and it's a beautiful and rewarding job, but it's also um, a, a job that can be quite draining and to, to be a mum all week, but then to be able to go to the club on the weekend and and let that part of me go, the nurturer, the carer, the mother, and just get on stage and, yeah, get slutty with my girls uh, is a really, really good time. And it's a big contrast from my life during the week. And, and it really helps fulfill all these different parts of me. Like just because I'm a mum doesn't mean I, I'm not also a slut. And I don't want to go and be my slutty, sexy, sensual, seductress self. This is still within me and, and it desperately needs space to be expressed. And I think something that as mothers, we can sometimes forget how important this part of us is, this part of us, the slutty, seductress, this is what energizes me, invigorates me, And basically just keeps me alive and thriving. If I'm expressing and channeling this part of me really regularly, then I'm able to come home during the week and be a good mom because I'm feeling fulfilled. And this is so important. You know, we're all having these discussions about self-care and sometimes, you know, we're not actually realizing that a huge part of our self-care is our sensual sexual health. Um, So yeah, going and being a stripper, this is part of the way that I get to express and fulfill this part of me. The second one, number two, is that we're in control. So this is something that I was mentioning earlier. Yeah, we're in control. We get to decide what boundaries we're comfortable with. Um, there are some rules within the club and we know those when we, when we start working there. But there's a, quite a bit of freedom in how we want to go about doing our job. Uh, in our club, we don't even have to do lap dances and we can choose who we do lap dances with. So we can say no to a lap dance. Um, we can also choose how we want to be touched during a lap dance this is up to us, we communicate this to the customer. Um, Yeah, this is just a really, really huge part of this job being fun is that we actually get a lot of power and control in deciding how we want to show up as a stripper. And we all have our own different styles. We all have different things that we're comfortable with. And I think this really, really helps this job be a lot of fun, because we We get to decide this. And one thing that I think is so cool is that this space of being a stripper, it can actually be a space where you learn how to have boundaries at all. So many of us grow up having no idea how to set boundaries, how to reinforce those boundaries, how to even check in with ourselves with what we're comfortable doing and then communicate that to another person. And I think the cool thing about um, being in a strip club and communicating these boundaries is that these are people that you don't have an intimate relationship with. And so I think that makes it a lot easier for you to set really firm, clear boundaries because you don't have any biases or connections or any feelings of responsibility to this person like you would if it's your partner or your family members and so yeah being able to practice the setting of boundaries with people with whom you're not having an intimate connection is really cool it's cool practice and you can then take that into your um, personal life and practice setting boundaries where it's much more challenging with your family particularly uh, and your partner. So we're in control. That's my number two. It's a good one. Um, now my number three is the women and the community. I One of the best things about this job is the women that I get to work with is watching all these sexy, beautiful women on stage, bringing their unique style to the stage, watching them interact with the customers, watching them own it, watching them rake in tips and make money and be sassy yeah one of my favorite parts of this job is just sitting and watching the girls you know sometimes hours will go by we're not making any money but we get to sit and watch all these sexy women on stage and this is really fun Um, as well as being in the back room in the changing room you know the conversations and the antics that go on back there are hilarious and there have been many many times where I have come into work I have not been in the mood I've had a bad day I've got things going on in my personal life um, but just spending half an hour in the back room listening to all the women chit chat and uh, make hilarious jokes and commentary massively brightens my day and I would say that You know, a lot of the women I work with probably don't even know how much they mean to me, and how just being in their presence um, is really, it's really important to me in my life. And I love, I love that about the job. Uh, Yeah, so that's my number three is the women and the community. Number four is it's fun it sometimes confuses and baffles me that customers and it seems to always be male customers don't understand how this job could be fun like we're essentially getting paid to party like don't get me wrong there's downsides to this job and that will be for another episode but it's clearly fun like if you love to dance I mean if you love to drink that's an option too um I've tried to be sober for a lot of the time, but I've also gone through stages of drinking. And I mean, free drinks. Customers will buy you drinks. Like, that's cool. Um, Yeah, you get paid to get sexy and party with your girls and with some customers. And this is a, a huge positive of the job. And that's why it attracts a lot of young women too, you know, because, yeah, if you're a party girl, why not get paid for it? So yeah, it's fun. That's my number four. Number five is the dancing. So we, at our club, we have a whole range of different types of dancers. We have girls that are brand new, never set foot on a stage, never touched a pole, but somehow they are badass and brave enough to come into the strip club and be like, yeah, I want to give this a go. And they just get up on stage and give it a go. And they just copy whatever they've seen the other women doing and over weeks or months, you know, they pick it up and they get good. Um, So sometimes you'll genuinely be watching a girl who is on stage for the first time and then you'll also be watching girls who are professional dancers, who have been trained professional dancers for years. Um, Maybe they're studying dance, maybe they're doing all other different – Types of dance in their professional life or in their personal life. Um, and maybe they're professional pole dancers. We have circus performers, burlesque performers. There is a huge range of dance abilities and experience. And so that's really cool to sit and watch. You know, you've got some girls that just come and do what they know how to do just for the job. And then you've got girls that bring all different flavors and styles of dance from their own background to the to the stage. And that's really cool. I love that. And for me, personally, I did pole dance for, I think, about six months to a year before I started dancing at the club. And that was really cool. That gave me the confidence to get on stage at the club. And yeah, that was you know like it was a great space for me to practice for me to practice being on stage for a start and then for me to just practice my my pole dancing skills so that's a good time so yeah number five is dancing yeah if you love to dance this could be a job for you and you'll also get to learn a lot from the girls who are really good I know I've learned lots of cool, sexy moves from some of the other girls. And yeah, so that's a really cool part of the job. Number six is it's social. Yeah, if you're a social person like myself, yeah, it can be a really great place to fulfill that that need that you have. For me, pretty busy being a mum during the week and focusing on some of the projects I'm trying to manifest so uh, on the weekend it can be quite enjoyable to go to the club and just be really social meet lots of new people have occasionally some very interesting conversations mostly not but they can be Um, and of course socializing with the girls which which can always be really fun and is feels really good to me so yeah number six is that it's social Uh, my number seven is the men so For me, I grew up spending so much of my time with men. Most of my close friends were men, and I have, you know, intimate relationships mainly with men. I essentially just love learning about what's going on with men and the psychology around what what they feel and what they need and why they come to a strip club. I often try to get into some quite deep and meaningfuls with some of my customers and that uh, is very fulfilling to me and also very interesting and very entertaining. Yeah. So I really enjoy, uh, getting to know some of the customers and often helping them as well you know helping them come out of their shell and helping them understand what we do and helping them understand how to interact with a woman Uh, I tend to do a lot of lap dances with customers who have never been to a strip club before and never had a lap dance and these are my favorite because they're always just so grateful for whatever you have to offer and I think it can be a really really important service to help initiate these men into how to behave in an environment like this and then also in a personal, more private environment like a lap dance. I enjoy having this job of initiating them because I feel like I help them learn um, how to touch a woman, how to be respectful And yeah, I think this is really important. And so I really enjoy the men. Number eight is the money. This is an obvious one. Most people have seen movies where strippers are getting rained on with loads of cash. Um, Yeah, that happens sometimes. (laughs) And then other times, hours and hours go by and you've made $10, $20. Um, But overall the money can be very good. It can be very lucrative. If you are good at this job, if you really practice and work on your sales skills, if you're at least a decent good dancer, if you know how to be engaging and flirtatious and persuasive, then you, you can get really good at this job. And I think for me, I have managed to maintain a reasonably stable income from this job simply because I work really hard. I don't take breaks on my shifts. I work the busiest shifts and I only work a couple a week. So when I'm there, I'm working very hard um, and I, uh, I I don't give up essentially. I treat this job very much as a sales job and that is how I've managed to make a reasonably consistent income in a job that, you know, you could walk out with nothing. That is the reality. In my club, we don't get any kind of base pay. That's all commission. And if if you turn up and you're not in the mood and you don't work and yeah, you, you could essentially walk out with very, very little money. So yeah, number eight is the money. It's a pretty obvious one. Number nine is the skills and the experience. Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, you know, this is not always a job that you can put on your CV, which is such a shame because you gain so much useful, valuable experience and knowledge from doing this job. Just just to name a few, like I think this could be a completely separate episode actually, but just to name a few would be some of the things I said earlier, learning to be persuasive, learning how to sell, learning to take rejection. You know, we get rejected way more than we actually sell. So this is a huge part of it. Learning how to be engaging, being a performer, uh, learning how to entertain we also often are having to, you know, we're we're shape-shifting. We're adapting our technique and our sales pitch depending on who we're talking to. You know, this really is a sales job. And if you're really good at this job, then you could move into practically any sales job and excel. I'm sure of it. Um, Particularly because this one, it's so challenging and it's personal. Like you are selling yourself your brand you you know you're not even selling uh, an external product like you're selling what you have to offer you're selling yourself and so like to be able to do that and do it well and to weather the consistent rejection is a hugely valuable uh skill and experience to have um there's many, many others. And like I said, I think I'll do a separate episode on just the skills that you gain from this job, but that's one of them. Um, and lastly, number 10 is freedom. So this job and I think sex, all kinds of sex work, full service sex work as well, can afford us so much freedom. It's a job that you can do all over the world. It's a job that's open to m- many different types of women. Um, there's often this uh, this idea that you have to look a certain way to be a stripper, and of course, you do have to have a certain level of attractiveness. I'm not gonna lie; like you do have to have that. But it you would be really surprised at the different body types and all the different types of women that, um, that are dance, exotic dancers. And yeah, so it really affords us a lot of freedom to travel, a lot of freedom to decide when and how we work, how we show up, what we want to wear, um, how, what kind of stripper we want to be, how we communicate with the customer. Um, we get some, you know, we get a lot of freedom in how we communicate too. like, we can be pretty straight up with customers, you know, we don't have to take any shit. So there's a lot of freedom in that, you know, like a lot of retail jobs or sales jobs or hospitality jobs. Fuck, it's exhausting always having to be so goddamn polite, you know, and look, of course, we're meant to be polite to our customers, but this is a space where you can just be like, hey, not. Like, that's enough. You don't get to speak to me like that. And you can be really straight up and honest. And that's really refreshing. There's not many jobs where you can just be really honest with your customers. Uh, I think this is a huge benefit to the job. And it feels really good as women, you know, to feel like we can actually voice When someone says or does something that is unacceptable to us, you know, we're not often feeling safe enough to do this in the street or in a club when we're out clubbing with our friends, you know, we're not always feeling safe to do this, but when you work in a good club with good security and good management, you feel like you can stand up for yourself, you can set boundaries um, and that's a freedom that we're afforded that I really appreciate. Uh, Yeah. I think that is everything. There is no doubt so much more, but I hope this opens your mind a little maybe, helps you see that this job has a lot of benefits and can be really fun and can be very empowering. Yeah, I think this is a huge point. Like we're often... We're often told that we're disempowering ourselves by using our sexuality to make money. And I think this is in- complete bullshit. I think we're all using some part of ourselves to make money. That's just the capitalist society that we live. And using your sexuality is no different than using your hands in a trade or using your mind as a lawyer or Whatever. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and yeah, I look forward to chatting with you again. This was Nude with Mercy J. If you'd like to support me in bringing you more delicious content, then please do click the link in my bio or go to redcircle.com slash nude slash donations. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback about this episode, then please do contact me at nudepodcastnz at gmail.com.